So I'm Eric Wong, and welcome back to the seventh official episode of the Business Hogs. To my right is my co-host, Devin Patel, and we have a special guest here with us today. This is Sean Kathoria. He attends the Petty School, and he has his own business. So glad to have you, Sean. Thank you, Eric. Um, my business is involved with artificial intelligence and how to use that to combat socioeconomic issues. So I'm largely interested in marketing and how we can you know, cross technology with that and become better companies. Uh, what's your business called? So currently it's called Titanicacia. So we're getting more interns and we're trying to beta a new product soon. Okay. So yeah, all our listeners should go and check out his website. Yep. It's the Titanicacia.com. We'd be glad if you guys could reach out. Uh, moving on in today's episode. So today we're going to be talking about business rivalries. So, you know, really the big brand competition between these big name companies like McDonald's versus Burger King, Dunkin' versus Starbucks, um, Pepsi versus Cola. And, you know, there are really ins and outs of it, you know, how the competition has formed over decades and decades of, of you know, domination over the market. So, you know, we're going to take a deep dive into things, take a take a really, you know, interesting look. And, you know, this stuff, it's really interesting. So I think our listeners, they're going to really benefit a lot from this episode and, you know, really learn about the different, like how different companies have competed with each other over the years. Yeah, so... The rivalry with McDonald's and Burger King was really centered around burgers. Um, it was a time when burgers were kind of like the food, especially in the America, uh, especially in America in the 50s and 60s. That's kind of what it was centered around, like just burgers and milkshakes. So uh, in the 50s, McDonald's basically just made a 50, uh, 15 cent burger. And in order to respond, Burger King combated with their Whopper. And they focused more on uh, quality rather than price. And they thought that that would lead them to more customers. And it did for a period. But then McDonald's rivaled with his Big Mac, which is arguably better known than the Whopper. And it has its own attributes. Um, instead of focusing solely on price, it has other things that it has to his name. Uh, it's more aesthetically appealing, relatively speaking. Uh, it's more nutritious and healthy for you. And in certain areas, it can also be cheaper, too, which all appeals to customers and it helps uh it helps them retain attention over time so consumer taste has definitely shifted over time in terms of mcdonald's and burger king and often people don't associate mcdonald's and burger king with being high quality brands normally it's just something where you stop and you're able to grab a quick uh snack and these companies have been around for a long time so they're definitely trusted but as consumer taste shifts you end up seeing things like people talking about when the best chicken nugget and you've probably also seen recently the chicken sandwich wars. So you see Popeyes, you see Chick-fil-A, who market themselves as very quality focused. And McDonald's and Burger King have not wanted to miss out on that. So they've introduced different marketing campaigns with like a spicy chicken sandwich or a artisanal quality sort of meat. And that's something they've been trying to enter into. So they've been trying to focus more on quality rather than large overhead costs and large amounts of sales. Yeah, aren't those um, aren't they still expensive, though? Yeah, so that's something that people have always like been upset about because they'd rather come in there and get the beef patty and get the Big Mac, which has always been their signature thing, instead of coming in and trying to get a more sophisticated chicken product, which they don't really want. But it's becoming more popular, especially at places like Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I don't really understand why McDonald's, uh, when their Big Mac is their signature feature, they don't they don't really give a discount on it. So not a lot of people have an incentive to buy it. Yeah, me too. They got to they gotta keep it simple and go with what people like. 
yeah, no, trying definitely. to promote that like their signature product, shouldn't they give discounts rather than giving discounts on all their other products like the spicy McChicken and all that? I imagine that's a marketing scheme to try and get people to buy that stuff, but I don't think it's worked. I think the Big Mac remains the largest seller that they've ever had. Yeah. Well, yeah, over the years, but like I don't recently, I don't really think so. Why? Hmm. Because you you know like they they haven't they haven't been really consistent with you know all these discounts on their Big Macs like the two for um the two for five on the Big Mac really they have they they don't really have that that much anymore. Yeah, I think. It's, it's just a matter of who they think their new audience is, right? They think that they want to cater to the younger crowd, so let's put more chicken. But it's a matter of time. It's a test of time to see if that's going to work. Yeah. Um, that might also be on, like, other variables, too, like healthy options, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah healthy options. You look at uh, from Happy Meals, right? They include, like, the apple slices. You always see that in the commercials. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the yogurt, like what you see in the fridge. Yeah. yeah, fruit and yogurt. So I guess uh, when they do that, and they usually include it with their Happy Meals and things like that. I feel like they're also trying to definitely appeal to a younger crowd and get them, uh, like, get them coming back because it's viewed as. I mean, obviously we all know it's not very healthy, but they're trying to include a few healthy things in there, just to try and keep uh the younger crowds coming back. Um, I think that the amount of locations that they have is also really interesting relative to each other. I mean, you would assume that because they're pretty close competition, um, that their locations would be relatively similar, but no. McDonald's has around 14,300 U.S. locations, whereas Burger King only has around uh, 7,400 U.S. and Canada locations combined. So, I mean, what do you guys think of that and, like, the reason for that? I think that's really interesting because considering they came out around the same time period, like, Burger King was founded in 1953, and then McDonald's was just founded a little more than that, I'm pretty sure. Hmm. So like, yeah, I, I I find that like yeah. What you want? Oh, Eric, you know what that reminded me of? What? You remember um, in Rich Dad Poor Dad. If you haven't checked out that podcast, please check it out. It was the first one. Um, we were talking about uh the guy who was in charge of something within McDonald's, and he said that his business is real estate. You remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. that. Yeah. I think that ties into that. Definitely ties into this because. I feel like maybe his marketing tactics are more, uh, well, I mean, they're, they're more location focused rather than involving themselves in all these other things. I mean, it's worked out for them success, uh, success wise. Yeah. Because you don't really, you don't really know everything about these locations. Like they, they could be in the middle of nowhere where not a lot of people go or like we're a place where people don't really like McDonald's. Yeah. I mean, so I, guess, I guess it's more about quality, quality over quantity here. You take a look at McDonald's franchising too. You see there's 14,000 locations and, it costs something over a million dollars to open even one. And if you put that into perspective, you see locations all over the country. And yeah, it is a business for real estate. Yeah. So, yeah, you can also see, certainly McDonald's has more of a domestic presence. But if you take a look at Burger King's marketing strategy and compare it to that of McDonald's, you can definitely tell that Burger King relies on more bold advertising. So if you yeah. guys remember at one point, they tried to... McDonald's was donating all the Big Mac sales in Argentina to, I believe it was childhood cancer. So Burger King, what they did was they tried to say, they did like a, a day in which they united and said, uh, when people came up to their drive-thru and tried to order a Whopper, they would redirect them to the McDonald's and say, go order a Big Mac there. So that was considered one of the most genius marketing campaigns of all time because they wanted to show themselves as a better brand 
and that their signature item was definitely better than the other, but they're going to have sympathy and they're going to, you know, McDonald's should have some sales for one day, right? It's so it's like a it's like a child's play sort of thing, but it was considered yeah, it just a- made them look good. Yeah. <laughs> That's definitely really I actually never heard of that. That's actually really interesting. Yeah, so Burger King yeah, um, definitely goes with the bold. McDonald's is more showing off their food in the commercials. If you've ever seen those, they have these mm-hmm. new ones with like their bakery sweets, so they like zoom in on them with their new cinnamon rolls, whatever it is. But mm-hmm. Burger King goes with the bold every time. And then Burger King is also uh, like when you say like how they go with the bold, I feel like especially like in their advertisements too, just like the shots that they use and like mm-hmm. how they advertise their food. They're like it's like Flame World or whatever. They they and then they, they zoom in on the shot, make sure to turn up the audio a little oh, bit. Yeah. Yeah. And it just it really well, no, wasn't that really just trying the frozen it. meat campaign thing? Like remember I thought that was Wendy's. Like where's the beef? I think that's Wendy's. Like the fresh never frozen thing. Yeah, no, that's no, def- yeah, yeah. Campaign a couple years ago where you know like McDonald's uh, was being blamed by the other companies for having frozen meat while everyone else had fresh meat. Yeah, I imagine that started controversy. The frozen. <laughs> yeah. <meat. laughs> yeah. That's interesting. Wow. There's a lot lot that goes into it. Yeah, I, I, yeah, there really is because I don't know. You really get to see the marketing history and how, and how, like, you know, how they've tried a bunch of different things, like around, you know, a bunch of chains, and you know, some, some of it's successful, some of it like looks good, and you know, yeah, yeah, and Um, you know, like as a as a consumer, as a consumer, you get, I mean, you see all of these marketing tactics firsthand, but then once you really see the bigger picture and how they're all integrated within each other then it's uh it gives a really cool viewpoint yeah i find that interesting because usually you know i i think you know something with uh with lower price would be more appealing but you know i I guess people are willing to pay for better quality so first of all we're going to start with duncan versus starbucks so as you can see i called it duncan and not duncan donuts so there's a reason for this if especially if you live in new england you definitely i've heard of duncan donuts or all over the country and Dunkin' Donuts is now Dunkin' because largely because of Starbucks and that Dunkin' Donuts does not want to be known as a, a brand that sells donuts and also coffee. So recently they start recently in the last two years, they started putting um, cold brew coffee taps like like you'd see in like a like a bar, like a really high end coffee bar in New York City. They started putting cold brew coffee taps and other sort of huge coffee bar, all the items inside of their stores as to cater to the younger crowd. So they want to be largely focused on coffee. So when the the CEO was talking about how when you create simplicity in your brand, it creates energy. So there's they removed the donuts and all their branding is just Dunkin'. So they want to be completely focused on coffee, also have baked goods, but they cut 10 items from their menu. They've simplified everything. So now they're just simply coffee and they also sell some other things. And that's a huge, it's a small change making one name, but it's it's a big deal. Your business is bringing in a lot of revenue, right? Yeah. I don't know. I guess that's like one of so many marketing campaigns that they've used over. The- like that- Starbucks is more, I feel like Starbucks is more, and I can't find the right word. So I'm just going to stay. Starbucks is like more bougie, dude. Cause like, if you bougie? go to, like, dude, like, listen, if you go down my street and like, into like a plaza, you can literally find a Dunkin' Donuts, like a bunch of them within like five, six miles of each other. But mm-hmm. in order to get a Starbucks, you have to go on like the side of a road or like go to like a mall or something like that. Some area that's more developed. And Dunkin' There's Donuts one next to the Hong Kong supermarket. Like, bro, that's a developed area. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is it 99 Ram? No, no, you got to do mixed up. <laughs> uh, okay, so Dunkin' Donuts and Starbucks 
uh, they also both control the coffee market and they both have pretty big shares in it. So uh, Starbucks has 36%, uh, Dunkin' has 24%. And uh, in the second half of the 20th century, the competition wasn't really super great between them, but especially uh, when it comes to recent times, they've really escalated, uh, especially, I mean, you can see that with Dunkin' Donuts name change just to Dunkin' when they're focusing more on coffee to be more direct competition to Starbucks. So Starbucks has pretty much been focused on coffee since the beginning. Um, a lot, they're really known more for their drinks and haven't had to dis, uh, disassociate from anything that they were once affiliated with in order to make their coffee seem more prominent within their business. Dunkin', however, as we all know, name change, change shift away from the donuts and kind of go more into the different drinks. And I feel like personally, in my opinion, I feel like Starbucks is still better known for their drink just because they also have more variety. I mean, we know Dunkin is more focused on like coffee as their main drink, but then Starbucks has coffee and then they also have more different teas and whatnot that people like to dabble in. You know what I mean? Mm. So I think that Starbucks still has the edge here. Uh, when it comes to Dunkin' Us and Starbucks, I mean, they, they have a pretty big rivalry too. And you can see, especially within recent years, how people, uh, Dunkin' Donuts especially has kind of shifted their initial track on their company compete more directly with Starbucks. Like, with the name change and everything. You know what I mean? Yeah, The yeah, name yeah. change like didn't do anything. Well, they want to be more like coffee. Like, they want to, like, yeah. oh, we have more yeah, coffee. Yeah, but everyone knows they have coffee. Well, yeah, Starbucks they, no, they is called Starbucks Coffee. And they're just Dunkin' Donuts. Like, how yeah, do you expect... I think everyone knows that Starbucks has coffee, too. <laughs> well, I mean, they wanted to get rid of the donuts just to, like, disassociate it. You know what no, I mean? no, no, no. They want to keep the donuts. They just, they just want to, like... Well, no, it like, might be like a name. side note. They want like the main thing to be coffee, and then like, yeah. like if they want to compete with Starbucks, they gotta like both have coffee and then like baked goods on the side. Yeah, Starbucks have be- yeah. Well, it's like Panera. Contra. Paneras are called bakery cafes, in which their main selling point is food, and they also sell coffee. That Paneras is are also super aesthetic. Yeah, really they Paneras also sell to the same crowd as Starbucks. Like exactly. Dollar soups, you know, like overpriced stuff that you can yeah. make at home for like. 35 cents easy yeah i remember when i first saw those why is starbucks getting all the revenue when they charge five dollars for a medium coffee because they've created a brand they've created something where there's luxury in holding a starbucks but it's not even that good it's not (laughs) (laughs) 10 times the sugar at dunkin donuts and it's much better but like when you see someone like holding like a big starbucks cup you're like wow that drink must have been eight dollars. Like, wow, that mu- must be rich. You know yeah, what I'm saying? You know Creates a lifestyle. Responsible. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, I remember this. Uh, what we, me and Devin went to uh, this Decto competition. Oh and then God! We went to Starbucks, and then Devin paid like seven dollars for a small drink. It was so it was funny. so expensive. <laughs> Holy crap! And they take advantage of that because they create. I remember I went to the the UN one time when there was like a Starbucks right next to it, and I was like, I really need something to drink before I go in there. And they had this lemonade, green peach tea or something. It was like eight dollars for like a large, and I was like, Are you kidding me? Because like there was nothing else I can get in there. I don't drink coffee, and the one, the other like fruity sort of things are all like ridiculously expensive. And it's like, what? Who are you catering to? I mean, I don't know anyone who can afford this, but somehow everyone's drinking it. You know, you know what's really funny though. Um, when ne- uh, next time you go to Starbucks or like you're just like taking a glance at it, notice the sizes and how they're different names. Like a small is like a something something like some like I think it's like venti. Stuff. Like venti is like the there's a tall, there's a venti, and then there's yeah, there's a tall. Tall is like small. Tall is small. Yeah, I don't. Know I what don't that get means. it. And there's yeah. like a grande, 
with yeah, his, yeah, like, yeah. some other stuff. Dude, it's yeah, just I don't even know what half it. of the names mean. Like, what is pineapple dragon fruit? Yeah, it's know, two fruits. But that's the thing. Nobody <laughs> knows what that means. It just People sounds like, like a fruity, cool thing to drink. You know what I'm saying? It sounds like they know what they're doing. Yeah, it's like they <laughs> it's just a different version of naked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the other thing is when you see Starbucks, like their logo is a siren from like Greek mythology, things that draw you in. You know what I'm talking about? Like, uh, you ever read like? Was from OJ. Dude, I don't yeah. think a lot of people know that. No, no, I'm, I'm not even kidding. So their logo, you know that mermaid? Yeah. So there were these yeah. things in Greek mythology in which, if you've ever read like the Odyssey or something, mm-hmm. I'm completely nerding out here, but if you've ever read the Odyssey, there's like these these Greek sailors on ships and. There are things called sirens, which are these mermaids, and they're they're so beautiful and that they fill these these sailors' minds with like thoughts that like like completely incapacitate. If that's the word, they just start like pointing the ship towards rocks, and they end up all dying because like they they just completely control their minds. These sirens that are in the water, they look like mermaids, and when you think about that as compared to the Starbucks logo, it's like you know what's going on here. I thought the logo was from a book. Well, I, but yeah, isn't the Duncan for... logo just Duncan spelled out? Yeah. <laughs> it's so creative. <laughs> it's very funny. But, I mean, Starbucks also has a lot more creative drinks than Dunkin' Donuts does. I mean, like, if you go on Starbucks's like, menu and whatever, you just get completely lost. There's a lot of stuff on there. There's a lot of different stuff. But, I mean, Starbucks has all these, like, fruity teas, which are, like, interesting. Um, they'll have, like, peach boba tea. Or not? No, they have like peach tea and like green tea, and then they'll mix the peach and their green tea to make like some new tea. And then they'll take that and mix it with some other stuff. It's like everything. There's they have a lot of variety there. And I mean, yeah. that's something that Dunkin' Donuts, um, Dunkin' Donuts doesn't really necessarily have all that like really bougie variety. Like Dunkin' Donuts and Dragon Fruit are two things that like you would never associate together. Yeah, but, I, I agree. Yeah. They don't. So like Dunkin' Donuts doesn't have that variety and. Um, Starbucks doesn't. I think it gives. Yeah, but that's what market. they're trying to do now. Like they remove the Dunkin' the sorry the donuts from the name. They install a coffee tap. They create new types of stores to make, and like they start introducing like new like mocha frappuccino latte whatever it's called. Like they're definitely trying to compete. I I still don't think that they can within coffee though. I mean, okay, maybe coffee, but all the other drinks that Starbucks has that Dunkin' Donuts doesn't have. I mean, my favorite drink from Dunkin' Donut is a culotta. I can make that at home. You know what I mean? Like all these like Starbucks like exotic looking drink thingies, yeah, can't you can't make that at home per se? You know what I mean? Yeah, you can. If you ever watch them make yeah, them, no, hard. but you have to have like a pack. Like, okay, look, how are you supposed to make like the peach, dragon fruit, passion fruit, all this other stuff they combined fruit? It's make it together. It is syrup. It's yeah, all it, syrup. Yeah, but you it buy will, syrup. Yeah, you but put it in some water. The same. And you add ice. Yeah, but it takes this. it takes a lot more effort. Like you know how you make a culotta. Strawberry a is ice and then ice, more syrup. Strawberry it's all the same thing. sugar. Mix yeah, it, yeah. blend it's, it together. The, it's they're easy. the same in that regard. Their drinks are easy to make, but that's got nothing to do with those. You know what I'm saying? Like people don't care if they're easy to make. It's about the convenience. Like they just like drive through and they grab like a, a coffee that like an eight dollar coffee that'll keep them awake during their commute to work. And that's I'm I'm guessing that's a lot of where their sales come from. I no, but like how do they get away with charging such high prices and still controlling the market? I don't get that. Like, it's, it's like, not like their product about, is that much better. They have a name though. It's creating a name. Dunkin' Donut. Dunkin'. I'm. Oh god. Dunkin' <laughs> has a name too. But the Dunkin' name is not as luxurious. Have you ever been inside Dunkin' Donuts? It's like, why am I here? Please get me out. I just want my coffee. <laughs> what, Are you going like, to a Starbucks? <laughs> I, I like can why stay. They invented drive-throughs. 
Just quick. Yeah, get in and go. You know, I have not gone into a Dunkin' Donuts once without thinking, like, okay, maybe I should have used the drive. You mean the Dunkin'? <laughs> yeah. I, I, okay. Fine. Starbucks dunk- is like, yeah, Starbucks is like, legit, Starbucks. like luxurious. It's like a legitimate coffee shop. Yeah, I'll, I'll bring my laptop over there and buy a drink. I mean, you know, yeah, that's, that's, that's like, you bring your laptop over there's, there's free Wi Fi. They want you to. There's free Wi Fi at Dunkin'. <laughs> Who's going to sit at Dunkin'? Yeah, nobody sits I at would. Dunkin', dude. Well, that's well, you have an unpopular opinion. Yeah. What about the people who um you know go into? You know, here's what I mean. They sit people there have laptop. you do sit at Dunkin'. You do do that. It's just Starbucks is geared towards people who are. It's it has a much nicer interior. They it has sell the more coffee food. shop aesthetic. I'm I'm exaggerating a little bit when I'm saying like you know no one's gonna sit in Dunkin'. Yeah. But I'm being like Starbucks has way more of a coffee shop aesthetic. Like it does. Than, yeah. Definitely. Well, it's probably because they're so focused on coffee. Like, you know that store um next to Costco and Marlboro? Like, that smoothie thing that opened up? Like, Smoothie King, I think? I think. Never. No, I know. I've heard that before. That's the chain. Yeah, like, if, you, if you're centralized on one product, don't you charge, like, more for that specific product? Isn't that how Starbucks runs? Well, no, they're not centralized around one product. Yeah, it's but, like, like, they, they're, like... You ever been to Five Guys? They got, like, burgers and fries. And there's, like, nothing else that you can buy. When they yeah, stick their, a their name nine dollar burger. Burgers and fries. It's called... You know what's really interesting about Five Guys, actually? What? I saw this on YouTube. You know how they give you? You know how they give you so many like extra fries with your order? Yeah. The price of those fries is already included within your meal, but because Maybe it seems fries like fries cost like ten cents. No, I know, but like because it seems like it's extra that they're giving you for the same price, it helps draw back in consumers. Yeah, it's That's the same fact. thing with movies. Movie theater popcorn, the medium and large. The large gives you more, but they're very similar in price. Go with the large. Like that, it's just a marketing scheme that they use. Yeah. And it and works. And people don't yeah. realize they're getting completely fooled by that kind of stuff. Yeah, it works completely. Yeah. Bottom line, Starbucks sells the name. Dunkin' Donuts is trying. But, but yeah, Starbucks get there? is a ripoff. <laughs> Starbucks is, never yeah. Bottom line, Starbucks is like the biggest ripoff you can probably find anywhere. Yeah. We'll yeah, but that, big, big why are they? Yeah, the, the profit margin is huge, huh? Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure yeah, all that. Believe, yeah, can you believe Starbucks brings in nine point six billion dollars in 2014, and Duggan only brought in six hundred thirteen million? It's crazy. I mean, you know how much more jacked? I mean, we're just talking like how much more jacked the Starbucks prices are. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's what, that means they have, still have high demand. They, no, they, they have high demand. All of it though, but like all those like organic coffee beans like so, something tells me that there's a little less to it than that like they 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 even sell in stores you ever seen like in stop and shop or Wegmans or something they sell like pike place starbucks coffee beans and people buy that because again they like the brand and you don't know where that comes from you don't know if they're selling organic coffee beans but people go with it because that's something that they know starbucks also has huge marketing influence in places like cali like la especially yeah, it's a lifestyle, right? It's just a lifestyle. Getting your coffee. I mean, everything in LA is overpriced anyway, so you know it just kind of fits in with the theme. But yeah, people love all that kind of stuff in LA. Yeah, the theme of LA, you get away with it, like because people pay for it anyway. Might as yeah. well. Yeah, well, in That's LA, true. you have to pay for the, the coffee, which is seven bucks, plus the tax on the coffee, which is like another seven bucks. Who cares? Gas in LA is like, really expensive. It all adds up. So a whole trip to Starbucks would cost you over twenty five dollars. Yeah, that's L.A. <laughs> What'd you expect? <laughs> the middle of Tennessee? <laughs> well, I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's the thing that we were talking about before. I mean, unless you have a great financial cushion, it will never be a good opportunity or a good financial choice to buy that kind of thing. Like you could put that in a penny stock and you'd probably get a better return. You, yeah, know, you know what I'm saying? 
Like, you'll never get a good return on a penny stock, but it's better than buying a Starbucks coffee. People just associate Starbucks with joy. Though. No, you could when get they a good get return it, on a penny stock. They just feel happy. I don't think anybody who's not, like, you know, a, a founder of a you know, Wall Street or a venture capital startup. Like, I don't, I just don't think it's that good. Completely, you're free to do whatever you want. But just, it's always been my opinion. Like, just stick with Dunkin' Donuts. I mean, people, yeah, but I mean, there's certain drinks that you can't get at Dunkin' Donuts, which is probably why Starbucks helps. Uh, how they retain their customers too. And listen, it's your choice, but just uh, my advice would be just be smart about it because, like, they will rip you off if you don't pay attention. I feel like people know like, that they're being ripped off too, but they just like associate joy with getting whatever from, they want from Starbucks. You whatever. could be right. I think, you know what? I think, I think you are right. I think they gain utility. Yeah. I think I was, yeah, you th- I, think <laughs> I, was, I think I was exaggerating a little bit. I think you're right. It's just the, it's just the people like the, the, the name there. Dunkin' Donuts has better values, basically what we're saying but starbucks has different drinks so you know it creates it creates an interesting it creates an interesting scheme among their customers really i mean yeah go ask people what they like what they like starbucks sunken donuts all depends yeah so our next biggest like big business rivalry is coke versus pepsi and you know like this feud has been going on for decades actually it's like i think it's been going on for like 40 years right i think so yeah, know. something like that. And I don't, do you, like, the Cola Wars during the 1980s, like, you know, because Coke and Pepsi have been such, like, the dominating competition in, in the soda industry for so long. So they really have, like, an oligopoly, right? And on to the Cola Wars. Yeah, so uh, Coke. With new, new Coke. So there were other beverages that were beating Coke in the industry at that point. So it was, like, non-Coca-Cola. And they, they were kind of confused about this because Coca-Cola was a pretty popular beverage and they wanted it to remain so. So they called it New Coke. So they used like a different recipe. No, no one really knows what's in Coke because there's like a really closely guarded secret. We know it used to have cocaine in it and we know it probably still has coca leaves in it, but just no cocaine because there's a pretty big process required to make cocaine. So <laughs> That's illegal. <laughs> yeah, you can't do that. That's just completely not something you can do. So they still use coca leaves in their recipe, I believe. That's as far as I know. So they were losing some of their share, and people wanted Pepsi Cola. They wanted Pepsi, and they wanted other drinks. Like they was like, let's. They got a little bored of Coca Cola, so they tried a new Coke. Literally called it New Coke, and they were they just tried a completely different recipe, and people hated it. It was like what was it? Four hundred thousand people that they had to apologize to. Just for yeah. like, sorry that we gave you such a terrible product. So they. They had to apologize to 400,000 customers for just being like, sorry, we gave you a terrible product. <laughs> so, you know, that, that that's interesting for a big company to have to do. And, um, and I was reading about this. People thought, get this, people actually thought that Coca-Cola did it on purpose. They knew people wouldn't like it. And they just wanted to create all that backlash. So once they re-released Coke, people, the sales would just completely increase, which did happen. That is very Coke smart. said that obviously was not true. Like, of course, they're going to deny that. People thought that did happen, which is a really interesting point. I don't, I don't really think Coke would ever do that. I don't think that's just a really large, a really long way to go in terms of marketing. Like yeah, that's like is. more bold than anything I've ever heard. That's very but, yeah, have you ever? Have, did you ever see like those commercials like on YouTube of like Pepsi blindfolding people? Did you ever like see that? No. I don't know. What is really? It? I don't know. Wait. Those were really popular, man. I, Wait, I what is know, it? But, yeah. Oh, they were like um. So they would have a bunch of blindfolded people, and then. Like they would either drink Coke or Pepsi, and everyone always picked Pepsi for some Pepsi's reason. More sugar, though. No, is that was that rigged? Do you think? I mean, it's it's, it's kind of like one of those ads on TV, like those 
Chevy commercials where they're like, these are real people, not actors, and we never know. Yeah, they are actors. I don't, I don't think they're real people. <laughs> yep, there you go. Yeah, I mean, they they are, of course, paid to be there, but I, I think that if those people said that they liked Coke better, it wouldn't be included in the commercial. So maybe they did. Maybe they just had a whole really large sample size, and they just kept people in the commercial that <laughs> preferred Pepsi, and that was just what they showed. But, yeah. That was uh, another marketing scheme. There was um, there was Back to the Future in terms of Pepsi, right? Yeah, yeah, like movie marketing. Yeah, I wonder in how much they paid for that. Probably a lot. They also did it for Coca Cola. There was that one ad that had Michael Jackson dancing in the street. I think it was, and he, yes. they, they held the Coke bottle and said, "The voice of a new generation." And that is just so powerful because that was very it, good. No, it was the drink of a new generation. I don't remember, but. Yeah, it was they basically said that Coke was the new generation, which is crazy. I mean, that's that's a really cool thing to with Michael Jackson too, like a huge figure. He was huge back then. This was like the eighties, I believe. Nineties, I think. Yeah, eighties or nineties. Yeah. So yeah, I mean they. So I mean that's just typical celebrity endorsement. Yeah, for sure. You get a celebrity. Yeah, like, your product. like Star- Starbucks and Dunkin'. Yeah. Yeah, I mean there was that one controversial commercial with the protests and Kylie Jenner. I believe it was, oh, it was Kendall Jenner, I think. Yeah, I, I don't recall. And there was, um, they handed a police officer a Coca-Cola during that protest, and that got a lot of backlash. Um, so that was just another marketing um, by Co- by Coca-Cola, right? That was Coca-Cola, or was that Pepsi? Michael advertised for, hold on, let me see. Because I know he burned his hair in a Pepsi commercial. That's who he was advertising for then. Yeah. Did he do Coke? No, he was doing Pepsi. He was doing Pepsi. He was doing Pepsi. Time. Okay, I thought Pepsi it was Coke. Yeah. Time. Wow. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So it was the, what he said it was the, the new generations, right? Yep. Yeah. So Eric, what do you think of that's that's all history? What do you think it's going like today in terms of their rivalry? What do you What do you mean? I mean, like in the present day, how do you think the rivalry? Who's Who's you know back in the in the king spot? Number oh, one. I don't know. I think I, I think Coca Cola is back on top because I don't I don't really hear anyone saying, "Oh yeah, I really want a Pepsi." <laughs> Plus, Coke has like sports brands too. I mean, they, they have... do. I did see that they were giving. I was in Costco like a, a couple months ago, and they were handing out free cans of the Coca Cola energy drink, which was really cool. I'd never heard of that. Yeah, that's a new thing that they did. Plus, Wait, did, you, mean... do you, do you, did you notice that Costco only offers Pepsi? Anyway, but they were handing <laughs> those out and. You know, we tried it. It just tastes like Coca-Cola, but with a lot more... Caffeine. Caffeine, yeah. There was, like, Coca-Cola also that's combined with coffee. That's, like, more caffeine as well. But we only really had the energy drink. And, you know, Pepsi, um, Coca-Cola brand, they own, like, other companies too, right? Who do they have? I, I believe they have Sprite. Do they? Really? I think so. Oh, also, this is something I just searched up right now. Um... <laughs> Coca-Cola, it says here, Coca-Cola and Pepsi won't be advertising their namesake during the Super Bowl. This stuff, and you're, like, looking at that uh, thing, like, that um, that drink machine thing. Mm. Oh, oh that's that's a Coca-Cola here. Freestyle. That's a really good. They've been using that. That's pretty good for marketing because they can sell Wait, all what is that? Drinks. I've so, never heard of that. So, basically, Coca-Cola puts it, a store can purchase it. It's this big red machine in which there's a big screen on it. And then you can choose Coke, Sprite, Fanta. You click it, and then there's Coke Vanilla, Coke Orange, Coke. So flavors of almost every drink you've ever had. So you can combine Sprite with um, Minute Maid Cherry Limeade. Just make your own drinks. You can just combine things and create whatever you want. I just do that at parties, but 
That's interesting. Yeah. Oh, it says here Pepsi also has Frito Lay and Mountain Dew. Yeah, so they have, they have a, I, I was confusing Coke and Pepsi a lot. Coke, Pepsi definitely has a lot of those other companies. It says here, now it says that, um, oh, they're doing in game ads. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know. Coca Cola owns like so many brands, like 30 brands. Oh, the revenue also fell 13% from the first nine months of 2020. Wow. Because, well, yeah, they don't get restaurant later. sales, gas station sales, office sales. I think, And I believe that's for Coke, too. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, and shares of Coke have fallen 14% in the last year, giving it a market value of $210 billion, where Pepsi has risen 2% in the same year, giving it a value of $197 billion. Oh, that's, that's a lot of money. Yeah, that's crazy. Wow. Yeah, I I just I personally think we were talking about before in um, McDonald's with the salads, and you know those given those salads do have as much calories as the burgers do, but it isn't it is an opportunity to cater to a crowd that is more health focused. So you do get you do get zero calorie drinks. You get Diet Pepsi. You get Diet Coke. Those are terrible for you though. Yeah, they people say that the ingredients in them cause cancer. I I haven't done any research into that, but there's like um. Aspartame, I believe it's called. I remember that. That's like artificial sweetener. Artificial sweetener, yeah. People say it does things. I, I've never personally had had that because I've just always stayed away from it. I don't really yeah. know much about it, but bottom line, people want to cut their soda habit, like for sure. And companies got to keep up. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, yeah, I think that's that's a cool point that you mentioned, like how kind of going towards. That even kind of like going towards a new crowd and changing up your marketing, changing up your products a little bit, just mm-hmm. kind of better tailored to your audience, yeah. even more than your other competition. Okay, so the next one we have is Nike versus Adidas. Now, this is pretty big. Um, and specifically, when we talk about Nike versus Adidas right now, we're going to be talking about shoes, not necessarily uh, like athletic wear or other athletic wears like shirts and whatnot. You know what I mean? So we're just going to be talking about shoes today. Um, Nike has bigger uh, assets and market caps. Their their inventory assets and market cap is valued at $86 billion. Um, and Nike has a bunch of big sub-companies within it. Obviously, the first one is Jordan Brand uh, from Michael Jordan, of course. And, you know, everybody likes Jordan. Jordans are known by pretty much every person in America and most other countries around the world, too. Everybody likes Jordans. I mean, they're stylized streetwear, basketball, retro. You know what I mean? They, That's news they, to me, there though. Is that like Jordan is a is its own company or it's part of Nike? What's the deal with that? It's, uh, it's its own company, and but it's part of Nike as well. Yeah. So so Nike, like I, I guess they like worked with Michael Jordan to kind of create that new. Yeah, from the beginning they were with Michael Jordan. Got yeah, it. I really don't. I don't. I don't understand why people are willing to pay like five hundred dollars for a pair of shoes like you can go to costco and get we'll get into that bucks yeah. you could go to kmart whatever like costco, no no, no. think about this kmart, though bro. if you didn't have jordan on the actual shoe the same shoe would be worth twenty dollars no 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 there's it's, it's all about the name okay, he's right it's about the name if jordan didn't wear those shoes and nike just sold them like nike high tops you like, know, I had this pair of LeBrons right. in the sixth grade. It was $160 for the shoe. If you take LeBron's name off the shoe, it's worth like 20 bucks. The material's like probably from China. It costs like five dollars to make. That's what a lot that's what a lot of these shoes. We're gonna get into that in like just a second. So let's see. 
Um, Jordan's okay. Well, actually, let's talk about Adidas, and then we'll go back to kind of how they started marketing and whatnot. So, Adidas. I mean, obviously, Adidas isn't as big as Nike. You can go ask any random person on the street what the biggest, best sports brand is. And I bet you, ninety nine percent of them are going to say Nike. Um, why? But because, well, Nike has a halo effect that it's kind of built around all of its products. I mean, Adidas. It, Adidas is growing rapidly. I believe in 2016, 2017, it almost doubled its market share. It went from around 6.6% to 11 point something. So it, it almost doubled. It went up like 5, 6%. And that doesn't mean that it's going to get close to Nike, though. I mean, it's great that it's doubling and it's slowly taking over a bigger share in the market. But I still don't think that it's going to come close to what Nike has just because Nike, like we were just saying, like Nike has a huge halo effect. And especially Nike took a lot of steps early on that helped it become a better company. Like Adidas was founded like 10, 15 years before Nike was. But the way that Nike was able to sort of plug their products from the beginning really helped a lot. Like, so, okay. So for example, um, Nike, the things that Nike did was they signed big names early on. So, obviously, number one is Michael Jordan during the 80s and 90s. Um, that was That's their biggest one that they had. Uh, it's still their biggest one. 2000s, Tiger Woods. 2000s, Tiger Woods. They have uh, Jordan, LeBron, Kobe, Kevin Durant, um, Serena Williams, Federer. They have a lot of people. And those are, like, the top athletes in their sport, too. Like, if you ask anyone who the greatest basketball player is, a decent chunk are going to say Michael Jordan. Greatest golfer, a decent a decent chunk are at least going to say Tiger. At least, like, 75% are going to say well, isn't Tiger. Isn't that, like, like, people who don't play golf, isn't that, the, like, the only golfer they know? That's the only golfer that they know. Like, unless you play golf. <laughs> exactly. What else are they going to say? I mean, unless you play golf and you know about Jack. But you, Jack know, you know Jack Nicklaus, but Tiger is the greatest. But that's, Tiger is that's the a great, discussion then, um, for another time. And then like the who? greatest tennis player. <laughs> the greatest tennis player, you have Federer. The greatest female tennis player, you have Serena. So Nike has all of them too. And plus, even if you want to say like uh, maybe not the greatest, they still have LeBron, who's arguably number two or three. Kobe. Um, there was a guy. Kevin Durant. Cristiano Ronaldo. Doesn't he have like a lifetime contract worth $1 billion? I heard something uh, about that. Is he with Nike? I, think I he believe he's too. with Nike. $1 billion contract. You can fact Jordan that. Made, Jordan's made $1.3 billion from there. Um, Shoe sales, yeah. Yeah, from just his partnership with Nike. Mm. Yep, he has a lifetime contract from Nike. It's just the name, right? It's all literally, about the name. Literally the name. It is the name, 100%. So Adidas is actually really interesting. So Nike has all of these different tactics that they use. So they use more aggressive marketing early on. So Jordan, Back to the Future. Remember the self-lacing Nikes? Mm. And then they also recently came out with them, uh, I want to say a year or two ago. Do you remember hearing about that? They were just kind of like, it was like a beta thing. I don't remember about that, no. So they came out. Did you watch? You watched Back to the Future, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so you know the self-lacing Nikes that Marty McFly has? Yeah, the Air Max, the Air Max, yeah. Yep, they came out with those like a year or two ago, just as like a beta kind of novelty thing. Like they weren't actually going to sell them, but they just made the product. So that was, that helped generate a lot of hype for it. Didn't they sell them at some point though? I think they're worth a lot of money. They might have. I know they gave it to a couple like online creators to try out and review. 
Yeah, I think they I think they have them. I think like you can buy them for like a probably over ten grand, but I think people actually sell those kind of shoes. They might. But Adidas I mean Adidas obviously doesn't sign slouches either. Recently, uh well they signed uh Kanye of course in twenty fourteen. Huh? Which we know Yeezys, which are also kind of overpriced, but they have a big name again. They have a big name, and that's what brought Kanye into the three comma club, right? From yeah, uh, they also signed James Harden. And what's interesting is that both of these guys were originally with Nike. Oh, really? So they had contracts with Nike. I mean, obviously they're going to make a decent amount with Nike, but they said that their primary reason for switching over. This is what Kanye said. He said his reason for switching over was because Nike wasn't giving him a creative edge and it was kind of like an old school business whereas adidas was kind of catering more to like a new era with more creativity and technology and things like that mm-hmm. and adidas has also signed people who aren't i feel like they signed more people who aren't in this world of sports like i believe they just signed like beyonce and pharrell too not just signed, but they have beyonce and pharrell so um they get more creative edge with their streetwear and their shoes and uh, Adidas also introduces different technologies, and then Nike just copies them and makes it better, a little like slightly. Like I believe with like the soles of their shoes, um, Nike kind of just took the same tech and just made it a little bit better than better than implemented it in their shoes. So, and Adidas has been around longer too. Mm. Plus, Kanye is able to generate so much hype around Yeezys because he's Kanye. <laughs> Uh, that also helped because everybody, you know, like Yeezys are obviously ridiculously expensive, mm. but everybody knows what they are at least. Right. Even if even if you're, even if you're not going to buy them, you still have heard of Yeezys. So, with Adidas doubling its market share, having celebrities who get more creative input, having more creative shoes, better technology in the beginning, started earlier. Why is Nike still bigger when it comes to shoes, even if they don't have all these attributes? And the main reason is their halo effect that they've created for themselves throughout the years. Um, I feel like once a company gets a reputable name, it's kind of really, unless you have like a huge scandal, it's really hard to get rid of that. I mean, I remember March Madness a couple of years ago, Zion Williamson, his shoe, his Nike shoe, like literally like, like it just fell apart. Yeah. It just exploded, exploded while he was playing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, that was big and it affected them a little bit, but not enough. So, you know what I mean? They just have really big, they just have a really big name. And I feel like a lot of the stuff that you're paying for is just for them to print Nike on it. What do you guys think about that? Can you go into a little bit more about what you mean by the halo effect? That was really interesting. Yeah. So the halo effect is basically just a mental phenomenon where you start to believe that like a company can do no wrong or like it's it's just above other companies and it's mainly just because of the name especially like when it comes to when it comes to companies like this they just have so much like positive like energy around them yeah. that you know it's just like it's almost like quality guaranteed just because of the name you know what i mean something else might have better quality but because it's nike per se like you could, you're pretty much guaranteed quality and i feel like that's what helps a lot of these consumers, uh, a lot of these consumers, to buy more of their product. Makes sense. Makes sense. Oh, also, also, I forgot to mention this. Um, Nike also has a slogan that everybody knows: "Just do it." Mm. Adidas. I don't think they have that. Do they have a slogan? 
I don't even know. See, that that's the point, though. Like, do they even have a slogan that they can market? Yeah, you're right. A lot of, yeah. So all of these things come together for Nike early on, signing big names, even retro shoes that people like nowadays. Um, no, haven't, hasn't those gone down in the last couple of years, though? Yeah, because Adidas taking up more of the market. No, no, like, also, like, not, like, not from an economic aspect, from, like, isn't Nike kind of getting a little political now, too? They are. With like, the, over the years? I remember when Kaepernick, what, with Colin Kaepernick? Yeah, I, didn't they, like, stand behind him on that? They Nike did. Nike did that, right? They did. They offered him $3 million, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they said something about that. I don't, I'm no, not Nike really is sure. Nike more political. That's a good point. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't feel, I feel like it is Under Armour. They haven't really done stuff or at least not to the extent that Nike has. Yeah, like Nike has like really like you know went like far. <laughs> they went very what far. Into it. I don't know how that affects their sales though. I I would have to look that up. With all this being said, um, Nike, these these are the reasons that Nike sold the top. Um, so they signed bigger names early on. They use aggressive aggressive marketing marketing tactics from the beginning. They have retro shoes, a really popular slogan, Back to the Future movies. Um, that all combines together to give them a really big name. And, yeah, it just helps them become the brand that they are. And even though Adidas is growing pretty rapidly, uh, Nike's still sitting pretty comfortably at the top with all of the positive energy that has been created around its brand. So that's just some food for thought. And, uh, oh, speaking of foods, this episode is sponsored by Eats. Eats is a subscription-based service dedicated to teaching you how to cook. New recipes come in the mail each week that teach you how to cook, and over time, the recipes sent to you will get harder and harder. They supply their customers with video guides that give tips and facts to help you understand why certain parts of the dish are being added. This is for anyone who wants to learn how to cook and and for an added benefit, Eats will give you a free knife, cutting board, and other utensils with your purchase. Uh, Eric recently purchased Eats, and he can say that it was definitely worth the buy, so everyone should go check it out. You should go to E-A-T-Z. That's E-A-T-Z. E-A-T-Z. Go check them out on Instagram, too. Okay. At EA. Walmart was founded in 1962, and what their vision was, was they wanted to create a retail business in which you could sell items at low prices. So their their slogan is, save money, live better. I believe that's what it is. Um, they wanted to sell items at low prices, but they bought them in large quantities, so they could actually afford to sell them at low prices. There, you can imagine there's not a lot of profit in this business model. You're buying at large quantities. You're selling at low prices. There's a very little margin there. But the, the rationale behind that was they're, they're saying that if you have more sales, you can actually offset that because they're going to get a lot of sales from those low prices. So you can actually offset that small margin by achieving many sales. And it worked. Walmarts are everywhere. The Waltons are some of the richest people on the planet. Um, Devin, you want to go into where Amazon came from? Yeah, so Amazon was started by Jeff Bezos, actually, in his basement in Seattle, Washington. And this is like in 1994. So like around like, let's say nearly 27 years ago. And, you know, Amazon and actually didn't start off Amazon. It became Amazon like later on. But he actually called his company Kadabra. And it was like a bookseller company. And then uh, over time, it actually became a huge online retailer. And, you know, it entered like Prime Video, if you've ever heard of that. And, uh, you know, computing like aws uh you know yeah sean sean you want to get into this you know this right yeah so amazon took advantage of something that was called the dot-com bubble or the internet bubble and this was a time in which the internet was being actively created and there these new companies were emerging from silicon valley um 
such as Google. Google was their search engine. No one thought that that would become anything. And these new companies were coming, and you find billionaires coming from this era because they invested in these small companies. Amazon was one of them. Started selling books, got really, really popular. And what happened was people would buy books. They had to get bigger inventory. And they actually became pretty big, and they started eventually selling diapers. They uh, bought out another company that did that, and they started selling other items until they found that they could sell pretty much everything. And they their their selling point was helping the consumer. So Jeff Bezos has always talked about putting the consumer first, and that the word of mouth is a lot more powerful than what people say, say it is. So by making the consumer the primary part of the business model, fast shipping, low prices. You can grow and expand much larger simply through word of mouth at the time. And that's mm-hmm. how Amazon ended up becoming so big. And they entered many different markets. Right now, streaming services, Prime Video, like Eric said, cloud computing. You have Amazon Web Services, AWS. They use that in MLB. Even yeah. Kindle. Yeah, they have a Kindle. They use Amazon Web Services. It's just They use it for hosting. You can use it for artificial intelligence. They have so many different industries that they're a part of. They are also Amazon Go, which is a convenience store in which you come in, you sign into your Prime account, and you pick up items off the shelf that you want, and you walk out. And it charges your Prime account with just many, many cameras in the ceiling that can kind of pick up where you are and what you're buying. That's artificial. That's incredible stuff. Yeah, but that's such a hard hitter to jobs and employment. Yeah, they're they're saying that could hit unemployment because you end up replacing humans with people who are or with machines, right? Yeah, because technology is always going to do the job better. So, you know, I it, it costs like jobs and the unemployment rate is going to skyrocket. And then their but their productivity goes up. So No, but it doesn't ma- but it doesn't matter. It's a trade-off. So many more people are going to be out of work. It's going to break it's down the It's a trade-off economy. that they have to make. And they're going to split 50-50. I mean, they're never really going to go 100%. I mean, you take a look at well, what happens if one day Walmart should do the same thing. Like their whole Yeah, what if technology comes so far that they prices. can do- people then what do people do well we'll worry about that when it comes we'll cross that Walmart's bridge whole too. philosophy is lowering prices you can imagine they're going to do the same thing and they already are starting they're they they've recognized amazon as a competitor so they're adding pharmacies vision clinics and all of their stores what else are they doing amazon did whole foods right they acquired whole foods so now you can go there with your prime account or something right i've only been there a few yeah, times. amazon go yeah whole foods is hella expensive though yeah so you can go to whole foods and you can literally sign in with your prime account you get discounts amazon's creating like almost like an Apple ecosystem of just you can go this for Amazon, you just have account everywhere. And yeah, Whole Foods so, is just a worse version of Trader Joe's. People, I, I would find that people argue Whole Foods is more lo- bougie, locally sourced. Bougie. It's the Starbucks. Okay, yeah. It's the Starbucks is that locally sourced, supporting farmers. It's it's definitely caters to caters to one type of crowd, but it's it's becoming very big. Not one type. Of Sean, crowd, it's like the type. Starbucks of that market. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I they're very similar. It's sim- they, they, <laughs> they market themselves as high end. That's what I'll go with. They're high in California, bro. Everybody loves people Whole Foods like in organic high end things, and that's what they go to Whole Foods for. And especially well, as of recently, yeah. And people, people, Amazon, right? They can just deliver your groceries from Whole Foods because they, they, they can, um, they own the place. So if they use Prime, which they are delivering your groceries to your house. What's how is Walmart going to compete? And that's what they did. They created Walmart Plus, in which you get same day delivery for groceries. But here's the thing: this is going to create some problems, and I'll tell you why. Amazon 
is completely behind technology. So they're going to start using drones. I believe they, they're going to get approved for that. They're buying new planes, huge cargo planes. So they're going to put the UPS and the USPS out of a very, 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 very big person who they work with. So they're not going to have, they're going to be completely self-reliant. So the more that they go through Jeff Bezos's vision of consumer first, let's get it done the same day. Let's make sure that they're happy. The more Walmart is going to have to compete because people are not going to want to go into Walmart anymore. Right. Would, would you want to, if there was nobody, if you're just going to get on the same day? I mean, that, I mean, I feel like it comes down to how quick you really want it. Cause I feel like when it comes to like food and, um, like, I guess, like, basic consumer goods. So, if, you know, Walmart definitely has lower prices, but if Amazon continues executing on that vision of let's keep the consumer first, let's keep prices low, let's continue to lower prices, let's make sure we can sell produce that's at the highest quality for the lowest prices, and we'll get it to you from a drone on the same day within, you know, two hours of you purchasing it, nobody would go anywhere. And that's why I think, in principle, that's why Walmart is kind of doing this, because they know that if Amazon is able to successfully execute on this vision, their sales will drop. And, you know, what do you think? Hmm. Well, I feel like uh, it depends on the consumer's mentality, especially, uh, like, how quickly they or how soon they want the good. Yeah. The chances are, like, if you just want to buy, like, some soda or whatever, I mean, nobody's going to order that off of Amazon. You yeah. know what I mean? If you're going to buy, like, some food or whatever, let's say you want to get some stuff from Walmart, Nobody's gonna order that. Like they specialize just, in different things. Those same goods off of Amazon. Yeah, yeah. It, It's all. It all depends on the time that you want it too. Like a co- typical consumer situation, you're washing dishes. You're almost out of dish soap. You'll need more for tomorrow. You order it. It comes, and you'll you have it by you know tonight, and you'll have it for the next day. That is incredibly convenient. You get to stay at home. I think that's why Walmart's staying in the business. Hmm. Yeah, that's an interesting point. Because if you think about it, Amazon is malls are shutting down. People aren't going to brick and mortar stores as much anymore because Amazon's taking over all this. Something's got to happen. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Like a lot, a lot of malls are not, are not doing the same that they did in you know the eighties malls were a huge cultural phenomenon at that point. Even in the 2010s malls were oh, yeah. or like, tw- or like the early, early part of the show? 2010s. They still are, yeah, of course, but I mean, they've declined recently. I mean, you can see, like, it's all over the news. Like, um, they're well, no, 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 not not because of COVID, but like because um, a lot of stores have just been reduced, like going bankrupt and negative sales, and because of COVID, well, not negative sales, but they haven't been selling very much of anything. Well, and I feel like this is because they can order COVID. It. it was Amazon creating those types of problems. Yeah. Plus, wouldn't Amazon have benefited during COVID too? They because have. Jeff yeah, Bezos. they have. Because people don't have to go out anywhere; they can just order stuff. Mm-hmm. Amazon, yeah, Amazon go. People don't need to. People, people can. I remember in March, April, May, June, like no one was leaving their home. You get stuff from Amazon, and their their sales were skyrocketing. Well, how did all the toilet paper go missing? Yeah. That's the only thing that people that like. That's the only <laughs> thing they were buying, though. That is a question that I don't think anyone will be able to answer. That's great. <laughs> Wait, why do people just order toilet paper off of Amazon? People will be reading about that in their history books. But... Yeah, bro. That is that is great. They should have just ordered toilet paper off of Amazon. Yeah, that is funny. And if you remember when COVID began, there was a huge rush to go get masks and get hand sanitizer, and people were gouging mm-hmm. bottles of Purell for fifteen dollars. 
Yeah. That's where Amazon came in, saying, hey, we have all of this inventory, you know, and, the, and their sales skyrocketed. Amazon stock went up, and Jeff Bezos, you know, eventually lost to Elon Musk pretty recently. He gained but, it back, though. Oh, he did? I think so, yeah. Yeah, so. I mean, Bezos also had a divorce, too, which took away a ton of money from him. Yeah. Uh, Scott is now the richest woman in the world, right? His wife, or his ex-wife, yeah. Yeah. It goes to show how, you know, advancements over time, like Amazon can replace Walmart. So, like, you know, like how Costco is such a big, you know, um, it, like company right, right now, it could be replaced by something Amazon-like in the future. And you can really see that because, you know, Walmart is really, like, losing out on their sales. And if this, and if this doesn't turn around for them, they can in 10 years. Like, you know, remember when Toys R Us was such a big thing during the early 2000s and it's bankrupt now? That could happen to Walmart. I can imagine Amazon was even part of that downfall, too. They definitely were. They definitely had a part in that. Yeah, that's true. Exactly. Yeah. Bottom line, businesses need to do something to keep up or else Amazon, with their new planes, what's the USPS going to do? They need to figure out, or the UPS as well, they need to figure out a way to keep up. And I think Walmart Plus is a great way. And we just, time will tell what's going to happen. Well, but will Walmart will Walmart Plus be able to create the same energy around its name that Amazon already has? Well, they're That's putting the in question. the investment. I think I, there's a shot. There is a shot. I hope I hope they can be able to compete. I feel like that'd be really interesting as a watch over time. The new developments. Yeah, and I'm hoping. I'm really hoping for the revival of small business in America. I I, yeah. I think after this this coronavirus pandemic ends, I'm really hoping we can pour more investment back into our small businesses that are such a vital part of our economy. And although Amazon is also a big part of our lives, I think I think we need to focus on that as well. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And that uh, really concludes up episode seven of the Business Hogs. I really want to thank Sean again for coming in. You know, he brought a lot to the discussion, really touched on some important talking points throughout this episode. Uh, I also want to let all our listeners know out there that we're going to be releasing the GameStop Stock Story episode, which is coming out this Friday. It's only like like three more days around. Uh, for that episode, we're bringing in Patrick Ja, who is a who is a rising high school student at Biotechnology High School. And, you know, he's bringing he, he's been following the story for, you know, I think he said 10 months now and has a lot to bring to the discussion, a lot to tell all you guys about. So, you know, I hope you stay tuned. And uh, if you like this episode, please check out our other episodes. We released like six so far and we have probably around two a week coming from coming from us this month. So, you know, just stay tuned and thanks.